Welcome in everybody to Bucks Insider presented by Ticketmaster. I'm Bucks senior writer Scott Smith and with me is staff writer reporter Brianna Dix and you get the two of us again this week because Casey's still unavailable but don't worry everyone Casey will be back very very soon. In the meantime we've got a lot to talk yes. about. A great game, a Rondé Barber event, lots of players doing amazing things mm -hmm. so let's dive right in. Uh, first of all I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of national analysts and maybe fans around the league that are a bit surprised that the Bucks yes. are 2-0, and right? <laughs> yeah, protection is not exactly correct. <laughs> inside the building, though, there's not much surprise, right? I right. think uh, the Bucks expected to be this good. And, uh, you know, the players, they're feeling it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's hear from a few of them on how they felt after they went to 2-0 and against the Bears. Well, I had them Tim and Bay predictions, throw them in the garbage, man. We here. Hey, I know what we're coming for. Yeah, I know what we're coming for. All that talk is cheap, though. Talk don't mean nothing. We said I put the work in. 2 0, baby. We got more work to do. 2 0, baby. 2 0. 2 0. And I got my first dub. Hey, hey, hey you, you buy into that hype? Yeah, you can't buy into the hype, man. we putting that work in from day one. We know what we got. They don't know what we got, that's why they saying that, but us in that uh, locker room, us in that facility, we know the work we've been putting in since day one. Couple of rookies we see in there, yes. really enjoying themselves yes. early on, huh? Including Christian Izian, uh, he's off to a great start. Yes. Uh, you know, he won that that slot corner job mm -hmm. as an undrafted rookie, and mm -hmm. and he's really a very confident young player. What have you seen from him right. so far? Well, two starts in the regular season and two interceptions. So I think he has an impressive resume thus far with one against the Vikings and then one against the Bears that really put the exclamation mark on that victory right. after Shaq Barrett's pick six. But I think just really all throughout training camp and even the preseason, you saw the range, you saw that the quick twitch that he has, um, just making plays from sideline to sideline and really just kind of elevated that defense. And then obviously against the Bears, you know, Antoine Winfield hit Chase Claypool and knocked the ball out. Christian Izian was right there. So I think it's just exciting to see him coming into this role and to already make the impact that he's having. And he has that chip on his shoulder and he plays that way. Yeah, and as you see here on the screen, he's already making NFL history as just the fourth <laughs> undrafted rookie to have an interception to in each of his first two games. It's kind of crazy. It's only happened four times and two of them are Buccaneers. Ray Isom, and that yeah. was in 1987. There was there were some replacement games during a player strike in 87, but that was not during those games. Okay. These were back when the players, uh, when the regular players were back. So it's a pretty big accomplishment for him and uh, yes. a great start. Another guy that we saw there in those clips was Shaq Barrett, mm -hmm. who's really an inspirational story for a number of reasons. Yeah. One of them, of course, is he's coming back from the Achilles mm -hmm. tendon injury, and it was kind of a surprise when he was full go at the start of training camp, and uh, we're just so thrilled to see him back um, back to full speed, right? You know, now that now that we're back, yeah. Well, just to see Shaq at peak form, you know, and, and on that play, he kind of initially stunned inside and then dissected the play, looked at fields, dropped back, pivoted, and then was able to make the interception kind of by closing that passing window. So, I think just not only like you said, him coming back from the Achilles injury, but also just he lost his two-year-old two-year-old daughter, Araya, in April. And I think just to see the way that the team rallied around him and even his teammates kind of helping push him into the end zone, I think is just kind of an embodiment of the team really rallying around him and his family and Jordana throughout this the off season. Yeah. So, you know, not a player that you could root for more than, <laughs> than Shaq Barrett. And I think we saw from his reaction, which we'll look at here, that, that really meant a lot to him. Mm -hmm. Out of his own end zone, intercepted by Shaq Barrett, fighting at the goal line for a pick six that just might seal the deal for Tampa. 
unbelievable. You know, you, you can't even fathom going through something like that. To see him go through it and come out on the other side, play like he's playing right now, to be where he is right now, is unbelievable. I, I always plead for my family already, but then camera was on me after I made the play. I told her, love you, miss you, wish she was here. And so it's, it's, I'm glad I'm able to still get some uh, spotlight for her. Awesome moment. You know, everybody felt it. And, uh, you know, he's a great player, one of our best players, and, you know, he sealed the win for us today. Yeah, it's so hard what the Baird family's been through, but it's just good to see him get some joy there with a play like that, yes. especially one that basically sealed the victory, the victory for the Buccaneers. Another guy that's been inspirational to his teammates already in just two starts as the Buccaneers' new starting quarterback is Baker Mayfield. Yes. Uh, I think we see from Baker <laughs> that he's willing to do whatever it takes <laughs> to win, right? That he is. And uh, some, of that, some of that is simple things that the coaches want him to do, like throwing the ball away rather than putting it in harm's way. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, sometimes he takes off and runs, and, and he, when he runs, he he seems to mean it, and he got a, he got a award for it actually. <laughs> the after angry the sucker, yes. I'll tell you who's the true psycho, who's repping this shirt, who's repping this segment, who's repping this show, who's repping this network, and repping this sport. Baker Mayfield. Let's go. Last week, week one, out of nowhere, Baker says, "Get your weight up." There goes the Baker with his stiff arm, like always. He looks like Gaston on the sideline, and he's screaming, and he wins. Now, if you're just new to this segment, you're like, "What's with this idiot screaming all the time?" Some piece of crap. Except, do you think the players care about that? Do I think the players care about that? Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner. Did you get the scepter? Angry Scepter right here. Just like to say thank you to Kyle and everybody at Good Morning Football. Hopefully there's more to come for the Bucks here. You damn right, Bake! And there he is! That's right! That's how you do it! Jamie pointed out it does appear he's in some kind of sauna. It's an angry sauna though. I like it. You pour the water over those rocks and it's steamy as hell and it exfoliates. We love it. Baker Mayfield, week one winner of the set. Yeah, I don't know who's working harder there, Baker or Kyle Brandt, right? He really the sells out. They both really sell yes. out. Yeah, I think I was very impressed with Baker's play. In, uh, you know, he played well in the Vikings game, but I think he took it up another level mm -hmm. against the Bears. He was 26 of 34. He had his first 300-yard passing mm -hmm. game as a Buccaneer. And a stat that the, our PR department unearthed after the game is he's been incredible on third downs. Yes. I think 20 and 23 mm -hmm. and a, a pass rating like 132.2. It's supposed to get harder on third downs. You're not supposed to get better because right. everybody expects you to pass. So um, I've been impressed with him so far and I think mm -hmm. he's done a really good job grabbing this opportunity to be a starter again for a team. What, what have you, right. what, what really stands out for you from Baker's play? I think specifically from that Bears game, the, the Bears pressured Baker Mayfield 17 times and Whoa. they didn't take him down once. And I think you saw a lot of times where it was almost close. His legs were being wrapped up. And even if you just looked at the initial picture, you would think he's going down to the ground. And then some way, somehow, he would maneuver around it. He would evade the sack. He would get off one of those incredible sidearm yeah. side passes and, and keep keep drives alive and so I think that was one of the biggest things for me is just the the effort that he plays with and he really spread it around when you look at this chart here uh, you know throwing to all courts quadrants of the field uh, and, and like you said making some just really off-platform throws mm -hmm. I think everybody on the one you were talking about where he was basically being tackled by his feet and he was almost horizontal to the ground yes flipped a little side armor to maybe K. Dotton, I mm -hmm. think it was it, it just it reminded a lot of people of the great Bucks Super Bowl victory here when we were playing against Patrick Mahomes and, and the defense did an amazing job against Patrick Mahomes, but he still made a number of crazy of plays course. like that. And you're like, who else could do that but Patrick <laughs> yeah. Mahomes? Well, we saw a little bit of that from Baker Mayfield, but one thing, one of the reasons why Baker had such a game is because he very wisely kept throwing the ball to 
one Mike Evans. <laughs> Mike Evans finished with six catches for 171 yards and a touchdown for the second week in a row. Uh, he's another guy that maybe NFL analysts around the around the nation and fans maybe were um, underestimating. Right. You know, going into his tenth season, is Mike is Mike on the decline? Uh, you know, he's he's. He's played. You know, he's played in so many games. He's right. had so many catches. Is, is this the point in his career where he starts to decline? And mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear at this point uh, he isn't right. Right. When I think you almost get to the point where he had nine straight a thousand yard seasons, and I think at some point people just become a little bit desensitized to what <laughs> Mike Evans is able to do. Sure. And I think you know against the Bears he had 79 yards after the catch, career high, <laughs> that 70 yard catch and run. But I think one of the most impressive things when I look at Mike Evans is his route running ability. Okay. And I think it's one of the things that he's maybe not as talked about, little undervalued in that in that area. But I think you saw the synergy with Baker Mayfield, with Mike Evans, even on the the 70 yard catch and run, he kind of initially pushes like he's gonna run a vertical route. Then once the DB bit on it, he would pivot, then flip around. And before he would even turn, Baker Mayfield had already released that ball nice. and it was right in Evan's numbers. And I think that was really encouraging to see. I don't only just Mike, but Chris ran the same route. They had a connection there. So just to see that chemistry between those guys early on in the season, can't help but get fans excited. The touchdown was another example yes. of that. And Baker Mayfield did a really nice job of describing that play because he said uh, initially the Bears defense gave them a two safety look mm -hmm. and so there was a safety over where Mike was but at the snap or right before they rolled that safety to the middle of the field and Baker saw that knew that he had Mike out right. there one on one and they were playing off coverage and so um, off man so mm -hmm. it's man to man but the corners playing very deep and as Baker said Mike Evans is the best receiver in the NFL at beating off man coverage and what he did is he ran what they call an inside go mm -hmm. and the DB because Mike's long striding speed is so deceptive yes. the db <laughs> that it is. he gets on the db before you expect him to mm -hmm. and then he's by him before he, you know what's happening and so baker saw that he had him even though he had pressure in his face he and he was falling backward he lobbed up because he knew he just had to get it over yes. that db mike, and mike would make the play and so he did and so it's, it's really good to see the chemistry for those two i think right. baker was excited when he got here to be playing with maybe the best wide receiver duo he's ever had mm -hmm. in mike and chris and we're seeing that in action already so that's pretty exciting and, yes. and mike himself continues to move up the charts of the all-time greats. We, we're going to talk about Ronnie Barber here in a second. This guy is on his way to the Hall of Fame, I believe, as well. Yes, he got his definitely. 83rd touchdown catch, and you can see that ties him for 25th with some pretty big names. But he, as you can see, every time he makes a catch pretty much, for the, a touchdown catch pretty much for the rest of the season, he's going to be moving up another spot. Mm -hmm. He only needs five more to be tied for 14th. Of course, Devontae Adams could get some more too, so that could right. change a little bit, but uh, he's he's just climbing that chart really, really quickly, mm -hmm. and, and he's just making a kind of a new bit of Buccaneers history every time he catches right. a touchdown. So anyway, that's actually a pretty good segue because if we're talking about po possibly him ending up in the Hall of Fame, he would be joining yes. a growing number of Buccaneers. The latest is Ronnie Barber, and last night we had the uh, premiere mm -hmm. at the uh, great, just ornate, beautiful Tampa Theater of Prototype, the legacy of Ronnie mm -hmm. Barber. Stephen Lynch, our, our great producer, our Emmy-winning producer, made this great movie. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minutes long, and it, it's not just about his career. It's about right. his Ronnie's whole life, his, his family. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's awesome if you were there I am sure you loved it one of the things that really impressed me at this premiere was I was not expecting this how 
enthusiastic the crowd was. <laughs> they were having the best time, chants and cheers and laughing at all the funny spots in the movie. And <laughs> you could, they were just pouring out the love for Rondé Barber, and it was really awesome. If you weren't able to get there, that is going to be put on the Buccaneers yes. YouTube channel at 7 o'clock tonight. It'll also be on Buccaneers.com, so you don't have to wait very long. I highly recommend it. Yeah. it if you, you really enjoyed Rondé's career or are just a Buccaneers fan, you're going to really love it. I, yeah. I, I did. Don't, I know don't I did. want to miss that. I think one of my favorite moments in the documentary was Mike Tomlin, who used to be Barber's former defensive backs coach, and he said that when he came in, he joked and told Rondé that he was LT and yeah. he was Bill Parcells and he said, I knew that that's what he would mean to me as a coach. And I thought there is nothing more telling than that. I mean, you're talking about Lawrence Taylor, who is one of the greatest defensive players Maybe of all time. Greatest. One of the greatest players, if not the greatest player. And I mean, just offensive linemen had to change their stance because they couldn't get out of it fast enough against a guy like Lawrence Taylor. And to say that Rondé Barber was going to be that player for him to really take the Buccaneers to the next level. But I mean, he was just a guy that did it all. And he kind of refined that nickel corner position with blitzing, with being an inside linebacker, setting the edge against the run. And a guy that just really has been kind of transcendent across yeah. the NFL. And that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes. And on Monday night, this is very fitting that the Buccaneers are going to be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. And uh, he's going to run. He's going to receive his, in a halftime ceremony, he's going to receive his Hall of Fame ring. And on the Ring of Honor at the, at the stadium, mm -hmm. his name's already up there, of course, because he's in the Ring of Honor. But like Tony Dungy and Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks and John Lynch, he's going to have his Hall of Fame logo presented next to his name. So that'll right. be exciting. And no was, better team against the Eagles. I'll tell you, the there, there was a panel after the movie last night up on the stage, which I was uh, fortunate enough to moderate. And uh, we were getting to the end of it. And we, Ronnie was talking about what he was most proud of about his career. And there was a lot of good answers there. But at the end, he kind of made a joke. He's like, I'll tell you what. I think I'm most proud of just being a pain in the butt for the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. So uh, it's so fitting that it'll be against the Eagles. And uh, that's going to be really exciting, too. But, you know, before we go here, that's a big game for the Buccaneers. Yes. Two and zero, Eagles are Both two and zero. Yeah. It's the only matchup of undefeated teams in mm -hmm. the NFL in Week Three, and for the Buccaneers, it's really an opportunity to prove that this two and zero start isn't a fluke and that they are actual right. contenders because yes. the Eagles are the defending mm -hmm. NFC champs mm -hmm. and. They're very good again this year. Roster. So, I mean, yes. what are the challenges that the Buccaneers are going to be facing on Monday night? I think one of the biggest challenges is certainly going to be Jalen Hurts, who has that incredible dual threat mobility like Justin Fields last week. I think that gives you a little bit of confidence this week coming in after they held Justin Fields to just, I think, four, three, yards. three yards on four carries. Yeah. So that coming in, but just to be, be disciplined in your run fits. Um, they were able to contain Justin Fields to where he wasn't able to do the boot action, all of those kinds of things. But the Eagles system is predicated on Jalen Hurts with the, the RPOs. And then once the defense kind of allocates resources there, then that kind of creates those advantageous matchups downfield for Devontae Smith. Um, so I think that's going to be a really big thing. And then their defense has a lot of star-studded players like Hassan Reddick, who is one of the most explosive pass rushers in the league. Mm -hmm. You have Darius Slay on the back end. 
So, you know, got to be on the P's and Q's this week against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they've got, that's a that's a star-studded roster, which yes. is why I say this is a great opportunity for the Buccaneers. <laughs> Hopefully you get a chance to be there or see it on television. It's going to be a very exciting night for the Buccaneers. And so uh, with that, uh, thank you for joining us again this week, and we'll be back next week. And I said it last week and it wasn't true, but I think next week Casey Phillips will be back. She run the show like yeah. she usually does. So thanks for joining us today.